Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. Tonight I am not your host. Uh, I have been taken down with some sort of bug. And I'm going to hand over to my colleague, Scotty Mike. Over to you, Mike. Ah, like to welcome you all to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm your host today. Uh, Fergus is out with man flu, so it's going to be enjoyable. Let's just say that I'm new to this, so you'll have to bear with me. I have got some friends and colleagues who will be joining us today. Uh, we've got Dan from Pots Preview. Hello, mate. How you doing, Scunny? All good, I'm mate? All right. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks, buddy. It's good to see uh, you... Uh, hosting uh, and not the Irish Paul Merson tonight yeah the Irish Paul Merson is out I'm afraid man flu it's a, it's a killer oh. mate it's a killer we have got Claude welcome Claude thanks for joining us mate hello mate thanks for having me on thank you very much first time on here but I hope to uh, good good night tomorrow night anyway uh, no, yeah yeah well let's hope anyway we've got City haven't we so we'll get into that when we go in when we get into the show, uh, we have Richard. Richard, welcome, mate. Hi, how are you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, very well, very well. Obviously, you'd like to be on here today of all days, which is, of course, the 101st anniversary since Arsenal got re-elected to Division 1. And, of course, we've not been relegated since, which is um, quite an achievement, really. So I think we should all uh, take a minute just to reflect on that. And, uh, yeah, 101 years. So, fantastic. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you got that in, mate. You was itching for that one, weren't you? I was, yeah. It's been bugging me all day, actually. So I'm glad to get it out of here now. Oh, and uh, I think we've we've lost Trev, so I apologise for that one. Trevor's meant to be joining us. I think we've just lost him. Uh, that might have been my fault. I might have pressed the wrong button, so I do apologise. Uh, hopefully, he'll come back on. So, anyway, guys, let's get into it. What? Well, let's reset. We'll start, start talking about the West Ham game. What did we guys think? Uh, Potsy, what do you reckon? What do you think to the game, oh, mate? mate? I know we won one nil. But some of these players are starting to wind me up, Scunny. And it's the same players that Arteta seems to have faith in, mate. I don't understand it, if I'm honest with you. I'll start with some positives because there were some great uh, performances as well as some shockers. <clears throat> I thought Saka was good again and he's starting to show a lot of consistency now. A lot of people had said that after the second half of the Olympiacos game that he'd gone downhill a bit. I think if you just let it sink in that he's an 18-year-old kid that is playing out of position. He's not moaned. He's got on with the job and he's been one of our most consistent performers. And he is the future of Arsenal Football Club, in my opinion. You know, everyone goes on about Martinelli and Guendouzi, who I think are the other two that will probably make it at the club. But this guy, I think, is actually probably starting to show more consistency than those two now. And it's just... um, great to see the fact that he's not moaning he's still playing every single game it looks to me like you know it could be a a a worry of burnout but he still looks um, as fit as anyone on the pitch and I think that he was a a real uh, bonus again uh, on Saturday I've got to mention Leno because I know that um, I know Claude's mentioned to me before that he's not a massive fan of him but I actually think he's been fairly consistent I know he had a couple of errors one against Chelsea and obviously he's had an error the other week but for me against uh, West Ham he kept us in it again you know and I think we need to be be positive about this goalkeeper because we haven't had many goalkeepers in the Emirates era that have been have been outstanding but I do think he has been I think that he's one of those goalkeepers that you can defenders can pass the ball back to him and he's actually so comfortable 
and nobody seems to panic in the crowd. You know, we all seem to, and we have in the past had that with the Chesneys and even the Peter Czechs um, towards the end of his career. We have had that. So I think for me, I look at that now and I think to myself, you know, maybe it is actually uh, a goalkeeper that could have a future at Arsenal. And the last player I'll mention who was actually my man of the match was Danny Ceballos. I think what Danny Sabas is doing now is he's given a chance by Arteta and he's bringing the ball from deep. He's the only one that I thought was trying to bring it forward and trying to make something happen and trying to be creative. I thought that was one of his better games. I think he had an outstanding game. I think it was the first home game of the season against Burnley. But apart from that, Danny Sabas, that was one of his best performances in an Arsenal shirt. So I was really happy with his performance. Yeah, now we come yeah, on to... Yeah, a yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, we're, we're Danny Sabas. He's been quite good since he's been into that position. And I think he's only really had a few mistakes here and there, but when you're learning a new trade and you're coming back into it after having a long, lengthy time off, I think he's done all right. Um, so he I can't really say, it about, uh, say too much wrong about Ceballos. He's been some of my positives, in, in fairness, over the last few games. Yeah, so yeah, it, I, I think so. That. And I agree with you with Saka. I think what we need to do now, we need to lock his contract down massively. I think he's only got, mm. what, 18 months left? Or somewhere around that point. So, yeah, we definitely need to lock him down. I 100% agree with him. Yeah, I think they're, they're my three kind of positives, really. The the two the two main negatives, I thought, was um, Aubameyang was wasted on the left. I thought that was a, I still think it's a silly decision playing him out there. I'd love to see him through the centre, personally, because I think he's an outstanding goal machine. Um, young Eddie couldn't really hold the ball up, and I'm not going to give Eddie and Ketia too much stick. But the, the two players for me that really frustrated me was Granit Xhaka and Mesut Ozil, again. And I don't know how many uh, how many times these two players need to make mistakes. Now, just quickly on Granite Chaka before everyone starts saying that I'm having a dig at him. He has improved immensely under Mikel Arteta. Do not get me wrong. He has been a fairly consistent, some would say, and I would probably agree with that. But he's always got the odd mistake in him because he has been doing the same mistakes for the last four years at Arsenal. I counted 12 misplaced passes. 70% of those went to the West Ham players in that game, right? It was a poor game for Granit Xhaka. Meza Ozil, the one thing I'll say about Meza Ozil is that frustrating as he, as he is, great assist, by the way, great little header. That was quite, you know, showed a little bit of class, but that's pretty much all he did throughout the whole game. And the one thing that annoyed me the most was he was putting so much pressure on Pepe. You cannot play Meza Ozil and Pepe in the same team. One of them's got to be dropped. Meza Ozil's drifting out to the right. So what's happening is... He brings two or three players with him because that's how what happens with Ozil. You mark him out the game and then he passes it to Pepe. So he's got three players to then get round. And about four times that was happening. And I was like, this has got to be changed now. Pepe is getting drowned out. As much as I don't think Pepe has been outstanding since he's been at Arsenal, I'd love to see him through the centre more because I think he's, he's so predictable on that wing. He's going to cut in with that left foot and everybody knows what he's going to do and he does it all the time. He's got all the technical ability and the skill in the world. But unfortunately for me, at the moment, it just isn't working. So they were the positives, they were the negatives. Uh, three points, Mike, let's be honest. Three points, Scunny. But I think that's, that's the, the only positive thing about is it. Frustrating. It? Yeah, it's frustrating. The only thing about it is, is like we've got the one positive, we've got the three points. It was a hard-fought three points, but we got it. Richard, do you want to come in and uh, add anything to that? Yeah, I mean, I think people know that I'm quite a fan of Jacker actually, and I think he gets a lot of stick. We found one. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, um, it wasn't his greatest game against West Ham, I'll admit that, you know. He, he, but he's the one player in the midfielder who 
or one player in the team at the moment who's actually prepared to try to play a forward pass to somebody. And it doesn't always come off, and it didn't against West Ham on a lot of occasions, but at least he's trying to get the ball forward. We're all sideways passing, and I think that's Arteta's style, like the way Man City play, keep possession of the ball, draw the team in, and then try to use the pace up front to, to get chances. And that side of it's not really working that well. But I think what Jack is doing in the midfield, I think especially since he's been with Ceballos, actually works quite well, because Ceballos has got the the legs to get around a bit more. Um, but he's, he's also winning a lot of tackles as well. And I think it's given Jack a little bit more um, freedom to maybe try to play them passes. They're just against West Ham, they didn't really come off. So, um, you know, I, I do think he's got a good role to play in the team. And I think it's the same with us as well. I agree with with, with uh, Potsy there about him and Pepe seem to be taking up the same space on the pitch sometimes. And that's because Pepe's refusal to do anything other than stay out wide and then cut him when he's got the ball. He won't, he won't make any other run. And Ozil, you've got to let Ozil drift around. You've got to let Ozil get on the ball. Um, so Pepe needs to either not be in the team as well or get into a different area of the pitch when, when, we, when we're attacking down that side of the pitch because Ozil's always going to drift out there. Um, I'm going to say, yeah, does it matter where Ozil plays? Does it make a difference to how he plays and how he is in the team? Uh, I know I'm not really a massive fan of his, uh, as people will know. But I just don't think anywhere on the pitch for him at the minute for the Arsenal. I just don't feel it's uh, but where, where it's else, the team. Where else is any creativity going to come from? Because we're not creating chances, are we, really? I mean, at West Ham, we had, what, about three or four chances. That was it. And that sums up a lot of our recent performances. Mm. And it's, you know, Ozil is the, is the one who can... I know he obviously created the goal um, against West Ham. And, you know, yes, he didn't do a lot else, I agree. But you've got to have him in the team because he's the one who can do that. If he hadn't been in, on, in that position there, if that, say, has gone to Eddie or someone like that, they'd have probably tried to score and missed. And he had the awareness to, to put it across for Lacazette to tap in. And that's the, what we need in the team. Without us in the team, we're going to struggle to score goals at the minute because there's no one else who, who's taking on the ability to open up a defence. And that's what he's got. Well, do you think that comes down to with the, the players? Are we suffering from a... a a possession game, do you think? With over yeah. trying to over possess yeah, yeah, yeah. the game, uh, uh, yeah, trying to keep I mean, possession of the ball rather than trying to create chances. Is it we like are it used to be yeah, under yeah. under Wenger where we're trying to pass that ball into the net rather than someone who has the ability to take that 30 40 yard shot? You know, because we've got the players for that. Jacken can do it, yeah. All right, it's one in 20. Uh, Sabios so is more than capable, Abamyang's capable of it, so we have got players there that can do it. I think Pepe can hit him from good yards out, so. But yeah, it is a possession game. Obviously, Arteta's got that system he likes to play, you know, the, the sort of pep system, if you like. And he's trying to get us to do that. And I think at the moment, we're struggling a little bit on a creativity side. We're keeping the ball better. I mean, but as, as we saw it in when the Man City-Man United game, you know, Man City had all that possession and still lost. We had all that possession against West Ham and scraped a victory. So possession isn't necessarily the only way to win games. The way to win games is to get the ball forward, create chances, especially with the attacking players that we've got. We've got yeah. goals in the team, haven't we? I mean, Aubameyang's one of the top scorers in the league. You know, Lacazette will score goals if he's playing. I think Eddie's a good finisher when he gets the opportunities. I don't know if he's good enough quite yet, but, you know, we've got goals in the team. It's just um, we're playing too much in our own half and we're playing sideways passes and it's not really working in the mm. sense that the, the chances we create, we're not losing games. We're not conceding as many goals, which is a positive. But yeah. if we step up a level, we need to start getting the ball into the box more. We need to get Saka crossing it more, get Pepe to go past someone and cross the ball rather than go around in circles. 
you know, just be more direct sometimes. You know, Man City is slow, slow passing, and then they'll do three or four quick passes and they've scored. We're doing slow, 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 and then we're going forward and it's slow again. And it's just getting cut out to it. Is, it, it can be really frustrating. It's definitely boring yeah. to watch sometimes, like the West Ham game. I was watching it at home and I was just, I was bored out of my mind. So, yeah. Claude, do you want to come in? Do you want to? Yeah, we could. I said that it could, it could be down to the quality of the players that Man City have got compared to us as well. So well, the, the, there's, that, that, there's definitely that, yeah. That is a factor as well. I mean, uh, having said that, I, didn't, I wasn't that impressed with them on, on Sunday against United. Uh, no, not really. Boys summed it a lot of it up. I just thought, um, you say we kept a clean sheet. I think that was more down to luck than judgment on our, on our part. I think, I think, um, Dan says I'm not a big fan of Leno. I, I did say I wasn't a big, but I just say he, he has impressed me in the last few games, actually. I'll say as it is, uh, he has, um, come good in the last few games. He's kept us in games. Uh, if it wasn't for Leno on, um, on Saturday, I think we might have not even got a point out of the game, never alone win. Um, yeah, the defence was pretty awful, wasn't it, against West Ham? Um, yeah, and also, I'm, I'm not sure whether, to be honest with you, Arteta's um, um, making calls like um, keeping players out for, uh, because of their thing, what's happening in training. But when you've got someone like Socrates out right back uh, instead of Maitland Niles, are you cutting your nose to spite your face? In my, I don't know. Um, but well, there is that. There is that massive question. He got away with it Saturday, yeah. But I thought mm. Socrates was getting completely hammered down that side for me. Um, other than that, the other boys have covered it all, really. Um, yeah, yeah. Because Antonio was ripping us a new one down that side, wasn't he? Uh, let's face yeah. it. It's a good job he can't finish, really. To be honest. <laughs> I think that's our only uh, saviour in that game, to be fair. He can't finish to save his life, to be honest. I don't think the he could finish. The problem is, though, Aguero, Aguero or Jesus ain't going to miss, are they? Tomorrow, no, no. Well, well, that, this is the thing, you see. It's a completely different ball game, isn't it? We've got, you know, you've got Jesus, you've got Aguero, you've got Mares, and we're going to have Sterling. So they're completely different players compared to, for instance, Antonio. So, yeah, they, it's a completely different ball game to what we're doing. Uh, so... <laughs> this is the thing. Are we looking forward to Wednesday? Uh, I know you're going to be covering a lot of it on your POTS preview, Dan. So uh, if you want to just run into it quick, uh, are we looking forward yeah. to Wednesday? Well, listen, I always look forward to an Arsenal game. The problem is is that I never really know what Arsenal's going to turn up. And one positive I will say is the games that we have turned up or decided to play well is against the big teams. You know, Chelsea away, I thought we were great. I thought it was the only game this season we showed some mental strength. I thought against Manchester United at the Emirates under Arteta, we were by far the best best, best team and we gave them a bit of a battering, really. I mean, 2-0, it could have been more. And then, of course, the, the, the Chelsea game at the Emirates, we were really unlucky to, to lose. It was the first home game of Arteta and we just ran out of gas and, you know, gave away two sloppy goals. And I think that when you look at the, the Man City side, they're not going to be bang up for this game tomorrow because they're going to put all of their eggs in the Champions League now. So I think for me, it's a good time to play them. They've just lost to Manchester United, where, like Claude said earlier, I didn't feel they were that great against them. No. But then my only worry tomorrow is that Socrates is playing and we're going to have Mares or Sterling up against him and they're going to absolutely cane him. So they are going to get chances. They are going to score goals, without a doubt. Uh, I just think they're going to have too much for us. I think that they will want to um, bounce back as much as they won't be buzzing for it and up for it. And I think that when it comes to it, uh, it's going to be it's going to be a tough game. Um, 
I haven't gone for an Arsenal win. I've gone for an Arsenal loss. I don't want to sound too pessimistic, but I don't think we're playing well enough at the moment, uh, performance-wise, to get uh, three points. I'd take nil-nil now, Scunny, if I'm honest with you. I, I think would, a lot of I'd people would, mate, to be honest with you. I disagree with Dan on that, to be honest with you. I, I think we, this is the best chance we've ever had of getting something there. And what we need to do is produce the performance that we did against Chelsea away from home this season. One of the few performances that we did, I've seen a bit away from home that we've really played well. And yeah, I was there I at Chelsea. It, it was I, a I hell of a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason I say it, because also I think the intensity out of City is not going to be the same because they've raised the white flag. You saw that on Sunday. They uh, I, they know they can't win. They know that the league's gone. Uh, they're, they're not. And it's very difficult to motivate yourself as well. Mm. Uh, for some reason, I've got a feeling that we were far more motivated in this game than them. And... With a bit of luck, I think we can win this game. I really do believe we can win it. I yeah, I don't want to be the, I don't want to sound like the bearer of Brad News here, but I'm trying to keep it trying to keep it level. But yeah. you've also well, got to say, like like Alex has said here as well, we have got a very, very poor record against City, especially at the Etihad. Yeah, yeah, but records mate I'm, listen, records that's the past. Records it doesn't come into me. Well, you records are meant to be broken, I get that. I understand yeah, records, I'm with you. you know, Everyone makes too much of records because mm. the team that's ten years ago is not the same team now, is it? So you make, you make uh, too much of it. Records are made, made uh, people make too much about records. But I just feel, I just feel, but we need to, we need to pull that sort of performance. Not, I mean, if we play like we did Saturday, we'll get murdered. Don't get me wrong. Even if City are not even at their best, but yeah. I've got that feeling that we might just pull out a performance on. Uh, uh, a real performance. I think you tactically might actually play a free, free centre and uh, two wing backs. I think what it might do just play Martinelli and uh, and pack the midfield and play uh, the three five two with Martinelli and Bamiang. That's what I'm thinking. And, possibly, uh, possibly it'd be a good shout to be fair playing yeah, five at the back rather yeah, than the four. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and frustrate them because City and City, I think we can get something. I think we can at least get a draw out of there, but even possibly win the game. You'll, we'll see. I mean, maybe I'm being too optimistic. It's not like me to be positive, is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not the only one at the minute, mate. There's not a loads to be positive about, really. Yeah. But, you know, it's it, it can, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen now. Uh, I agree with everyone what they're saying. Uh, Richard, do you want to come in on that? I mean, I think that one thing we've got to bear in mind is Arteta knows Man City inside and out. Um, and if anyone can prepare a team to counteract what they're going to do, it'll be him. Now, that gives me great kind of optimism, actually. Usually, I wouldn't expect us to get anything from Man City. Every year we go there, it's like just how many we're going to lose by. But this year, I actually think that since Arteta's left, they've lost more games than what we have. Um, and I say, because he knows them so well, I think he'll set us out to counteract how they're going to play. And hopefully, if, if it goes anywhere near as uh, to plan, then we've got a chance. I mean, I, I agree that they've got better players than us. I don't think there's much doubt about that in most positions in the team. But, you know, they've lost quite a lot of games this season. They're not playing particularly well. I think their confidence has gone. I think their focus is, is gone a little bit as well because the league's gone. Um, and obviously the Champions League kind of ban and stuff like that, which is hanging over them still. And I think that this is, is a good time to play them. 
And if we're ever going to if we're ever going to get a, a, an away win against a, a top side again, this is going to be the best chance we've got. Yeah, and also, bearing in mind, we've only lost three away games all season in all competitions. And the last last one of them was um, was Leicester, which was I think um, beginning of November, wasn't it? Or yeah, I was there for that as well. <laughs> So you know, it's a long I've been time. Been to a fair few losses, guys. I don't think I should do it. I don't think yeah. I should go for any more games. To be fair, I mean, I mean, we've drawn a lot of them, um, but we're not losing the away games. And it's like you know, the way that we're set up because we're quite difficult to break down now. You know, we're a lot stronger in midfield. That um, I think we'll soak up their pressure. They'll have the ball. Our tech will know they'll have the ball, and it's just a matter of whether or not we can we can play on, on the counter attack like teams like Wolves have done against them previously and stuff like that. And I'm actually reasonably confident that we that we won't lose. Whether we've got enough to go there and win, I don't know. We need a we need a Bamiang to be on his game. Uh, we need to defend really well. But I say I think Arteta will know how to set the team up. And I agree with Claude. I think we might well go three centre halves and put five across midfield just to shut the space down and stop them getting in behind us. I think that's probably what he'll do. And if he does, that'd be a good shout. Maybe take Özil out of the team um, and you know maybe put Bello in right wing back in. Have the three centre halves. I'd keep Mari in because I think he's doing okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought he did well against West Ham. I think he was the only only defender that did do well, barring Saka. And if we can get Saka forward a bit more as well, a bit more freedom going forward, I think he'll cause them problems. I think defensively, they're not that strong at the minute. Um, they've been conceding a few goals. Um, and I actually, I'm confident that we can get something. It's the first time I've felt like that playing Man City for a long time. Um, but I actually feel we can. It's a good time to play them, I think. I think yeah, I'll, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he will. I think he'll do the job tomorrow. Yeah, I agree. And I, I do feel like our, if anything's going to have to be really on the ball, I think our defence is definitely going to have to be on the ball this game. Uh, they really need to step it up. And I agree with you, what you're saying about Mari. I think he was definitely one of our better players against West Ham, although the defence wasn't great. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I can I can see where you definitely guys are coming from there. And uh, five at the back sounds pretty decent to me. And having someone like Mari, Socrates and David Luiz in there. But apparently uh, Cedric Suarez, he might be available for the City game. Uh, there's talk about that going around. Do you reckon he could just jump straight in or would you possibly put Bellerin back in after his... Because I, I hear he's got a gro- uh, he's had a groin uh, tear, so I'm not too sure how he's shaping up with that one. Uh, so what would you say? Would you, re- would you jump Suarez back in with him being... If he's what, fit. For about five mil, was if, it? If, he, if he's fit, if he's fit, and obviously if Bellerin isn't, then that's obviously an option. Um, we don't know how fit Bellerin is. I mean, if Bellerin's fit, he should he should play if we're playing that system because I think yeah. that suits him anyway. I mean, I don't think Suarez would be, you know, if, if he's fit and ready to play, then I'm sure he'll be able to do a job in there. But I suppose it's a difficult game to have your first your first game for us, isn't it? Away at Man City, it's a mm. difficult one for him. So you know, ideally, probably not. But depends on the fitness of Bellerin, really, doesn't it? I mean. I don't. If we're going to play a wing back, we can't have Socrates as a wing back because that's just not going to work. No, it it's not. If, if Bellerin's not fit and maybe we're not going to throw Suarez in, I think we'll have to go four at the back because I think it's the only way it'll work. Yeah. Um, but it, I suppose it, it's going to come down to the fitness of, of Bellerin possibly then on, on what we do. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, no tomorrow evening. Probably not. It's done something, Andy, to be fair. He's, uh, he's upset somebody, hasn't he, at the club, so... We don't know. I'll say it doesn't seem like he doesn't put up with that, does he? If someone's not putting the right attitude in, in training, he doesn't seem to want to pick him. I think it was the same with um, Danny Ceballos earlier on. He maybe wasn't showing the right attitude in training. He's knuckled down. Um, and he's, you know, um, 
and it's come good for him now. And I think maybe it's been maybe the same with mate than I. Maybe he just needs to knuckle down, and get on with it. And it, it looks like you've got a fan there, Richard. To be fair, from Adam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has to say it. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a point. Fair enough. Yeah, no, well, everyone's entitled to her opinions. You know how it is. Uh, so, yeah, um, what do you reckon the team could be then against uh, Man City then, Dan? We've heard from Claude, he reckons it's going to be more of a 5-2. Was it 5-2-2-1? Five, two, two, five, five, uh, I think 5-3-2, 5-3-2. Yeah, same for you, Richard. Yeah, Dan? Yeah. Mm. No, I think he'll stick. <clears throat> with the same formation, I think. Um, only because I don't think these right-backs are fit boys. I really don't. I mean, Bellerin's saying he's got a groin tear. Maitland-Niles is going to get sold because he's he's done, isn't he? And I don't think Suarez is going to come in. So I think it will be Socrates right-back. Leno will be in goal. I think Saka will remain at left-back. And I think it will be Luiz and Mary at centre-back. I think there's only really because of the Torreira in- injury, I think there's going to be a, a Chaka and Ceballos. Yeah. And then Ozil, I think, will play in front. I Ooh. think he'll go with... I think he might go with Martinelli on the left and I think he'll go with Pepe on the right and then I think he'll go with Aubameyang through the centre. I think he might drop Lacazette, but not for Eddie this time, for Aubameyang. Because Martinelli's got to come back into this side now. I don't really see why he's been frozen out. I've got no idea what he's supposed to have done wrong. Um, People were saying on uh, a podcast on last night's podcast saying, oh, uh, you know, he's he's not had a break yet because of the Brazilian league. It finishes different to us. So he's come straight from Brazil and he's still not had a break. But he's hardly been playing every game for us all season, has he? You know, so it's not like for me that he's a he's getting to the a thirty-five year old man who can only play one and game in three. He's an eighteen year old lad who wants to be playing football as often as possible, and he certainly hasn't looked tired for me. I mean, I know against Portsmouth he didn't set the world alight, but he didn't have a bad game. So for me, I think that Martinelli needs to come back into the side now. So that's the team I'd go for. Listen, it could be we might not see any change at all, but that's what I'd go for. The only thing I'd say with that, Dan, is that that midfield is a, is a bit too weak from, against a Man City. Man What's that? The midfield? midfield yeah. Uh, I'm not what do you reckon the midfield will be then? Well, no, I, that's what I mean. I, I think it need, needs. A, I think there needs to be a solid. I think with Ozil and Ceballos in there, and, and I think it's we we could get well overrun. You'd have Gendouzi. Well, probably, but we haven't got. You're right. We haven't got many options because, yeah, as you say, we're, yeah. Or I don't know. Yeah, Gendouzi. Yeah, probably. Willock, Willock or Gendouzi. Yeah, yeah, that's it, though, isn't it? No, not, I don't think it's the right game for Willock. This. <laughs> no, I don't. That's what I mean. That's why I think it'll be yeah. them three players. Yeah, you're probably right. We haven't got the option. That's another thing we need to look in the summer. Is about it's our midfield. It's really we need to really look at that in the summer as well. Don't we? Uh, because we, I don't think they really, we have got enough options there, to be honest with you. No, we haven't. You're right. We haven't. When we haven't got the ball. Uh, it's, it's not good enough, really. I think yeah. with Torreira missing as well, that's a, that's a massive blow, though. That's a massive blow. Torreira. I know he hasn't been playing, yeah, but right. it's a huge blow. We haven't got another Torreira, have we? We've got no defensive midfielder now at all because Genduzzi and Chaka aren't defensive midfielders, although they've been asked to play there. Torreira was the only one who was a little tenacious terrier that used to break up play. Now, without him, we really are struggling, in my opinion. Tobias has been doing a pretty good job doing that, though, hasn't he? He's, he's sort of been winning the ball back. He's been sort of playing a bit of a deeper role in the last few games, I and mean, it was it was maybe a bit higher up the pitch earlier in the season, which perhaps didn't work so well. He, he sort of dropped a bit deeper, and he seems to be kind of filling in that Torreira role quite well. I mean, w- whether he's good enough to do that against a team like City, we'll have to see. But 
Um, I think he's the nearest one that we've got to come in and do that job. And I would actually put Guendouzi in the midfield, just have a free in, in the middle, just to try to fill the spaces, if nothing else, because that's where Man City kill you, doesn't it? They find the spaces and, and put the ball through. So I think if we've got three in midfield in the middle, it might at least help to nullify that threat, maybe. Yeah. Maybe he will freshen it up a bit. You know, you've got, you've got Guendouzi, you've got Martinelli, that's still, you know, you've got Nelson, these sort of players, you know. I'm not a huge fan of some of them, but I, they, they're fresh legs, aren't they? They've not been used as much. So perhaps it's time to freshen it up a bit and maybe go for a little bit more of an energetic side. Um, because they're not very physical, Man City. I know they've got Rodri in the middle, but they're not a real, they're not a Watford or a Burnley where they're going to beat you up, are they? So it's not no, like we've no. got to get a load of strong men in midfield. So... Yeah, but right. I think the difference is why Ceballos is playing a bit more often than what uh, Torreira did before his injury. I think I think it's his passing range ability. I think he's got he's got more range of his passing rather than Torreira did, and I think that's what makes the difference. Obviously, uh, the last few games I've watched with Ceballos, he, he can put that he can put the ball on a five pence piece. He really could. Mm. So I think that's the difference in there with the with the Torreira, and I think that's the reason why he was out. Obviously, now he's injured. He's got no choice. He's got to sit out. Uh, so it's uh, it's looking. One thing I will one thing I will say, Scunny, is that both of our centre backs now are natural in that position. So you've got Mary who's the left centre back with a, who's left footed, and you've got Luis who's right footed playing right centre back. And one thing about them both, which are quite similar, they can ping a pass, they can yeah. see a ball. And you know I've noticed that they they're both very similar in their in their vision uh, and their ability. So I think that could be quite a strength for us. And I know you don't want defenders to be outstanding at lumping the ball forward, but if they are lumping the ball out wide to Pepe and to Aubameyang or whoever is out there on the left, that could be something that we we not we've not had before at Arsenal. Yeah, they're very good at bringing the ball out as well, aren't they? Both of them. They're comfortable with Agreed. the ball. Yeah. They can bring it out. Which I think you know when we're trying to play out from the back, which is what we're trying to do, it's going to maybe work a bit better now with those two playing as opposed to maybe Mustafi and, and Socrates, who maybe aren't that good with the ball at their feet as, as Mari is. So I think that's another positive, really, with that with them two. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I was going to say as well, I agree with you, Dan, to be fair. Um, I, I honestly think it's going to be back to normal, uh, what we've normally seen with formation-wise with the uh, four-two-three-one. I don't think he's going to change it. I That's just my opinion on that. I just think it's, uh, it's not lost, really, with that yet. There's only Olympiacos, so... Um, I haven't really seen. Uh, I can't see him changing it. I think he's just going to stick with the norm on that one. Uh, as as to go into Olympiacos, I've heard. Um, unfortunately, we can't call it what it is on YouTube, so I'm just going to call it the to- uh, toilet paper pandemic because um, we we can't say the actual name of it on YouTube. Unfortunately, uh, so yes, have, we, it's been on the news. It's on BBC News. I think it's on Sky Sports News as well that uh, the owner of Olympiacos has got that, uh, the toilet paper pandemic, uh, and he was at the Emirates during the Olympiacos game. How do we feel about that? And don't say the actual name of the actual thing. I know it's difficult. I, I was just finding it difficult then, so <laughs> it's hard work, that one. Uh, I mean, Claude, do you want to go into that, sorry, Claude? We'll go, in, we'll go with you, mate. How do you feel about the uh, toilet paper pandemic, mate? We can't say the actual name of it. I'll tell you what, there are worse viruses on bloody Twitter than that. <laughs> you should know, mate. I think you've had a few. <laughs> Dan, do you want to go into it a bit more? Do you, do, how do you feel the about the it? thing is with this is there's about 300 and something people in the UK that have apparently got this. There's 65 million of us living in the UK, so I'll take my chances. 
Where Honestly, we there's, there's like, I know, I know Claude mucks around there and says there's worse virus than Twitter, but there is worse stuff out there. No one cares when people die of pneumonia or influenza or when people have got leukemia or cancer, but all of a sudden 300 people have got this and then all the world has to stop. Everyone rushes to the shops to buy Lou Rowe and pasta. What, what's going on? I, I don't get it. I'm, I'm so confused by it all. It's on the news every day. If this was going to be a zombie apocalypse, I'd, 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 I'd be bothered, but it's not, is it? Let's be honest. <laughs> and with the Olympiacos guy getting it, you know, that's fine. Whatever I think, happened. I think it was more to the fact that he was at the Emirates as well during the Olympiacos game. So, uh, I mean, it was before, wasn't it? Wasn't it before he came here before he got it? Was that right? Uh, yes. I, I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. I, I just know he was there, but um, I don't know how well, anything else has been you know, said on you know, you know what gets me is that you've got it all on the walls of the toilets. You've got all the walls. Please wash your hands after you've used the toilet. <laughs> I think um, you do you need to really be told to do that anyway. <laughs> well, you know, I'm saying, I, mean, yeah. I cannot believe it. I can't. I can't believe it. You know what I mean? It's, oh, well. Wow. I, I, I just think we we just need to look at what's happening in Italy and stuff like that. You know, if games are going to get played in front of um, behind closed doors and stuff like that, and games getting called off, if it's if it's in Italy, they're overreacting in that sense. We're probably going to end up doing the same at some point, and we need to think about how that's going to affect the rest of this season, really. Because I don't think God stands uh, we, behind closed we, doors. Why just just to rearrange it? it? What is it behind yeah. closed doors? Just rearrange the game. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, don't, behind closed doors, I don't agree with it at all, but I just can see that's what they're going to end up doing. What I didn't understand about on Saturday, you know what the. Uh, you know when they're supposed to shake hands before the game? <laughs> uh, you know when they went past and they're supposed to shake each other's hands? <laughs> yeah, after the game, they're all shaking hands anyway. When they score so, well, as well. I don't think that's an issue, Claude, to be fair, when they're cuddling each other halfway through the match, you know, trying to throw someone on the floor or something, you know, well, exactly. trying to get their tackles. I, I don't understand it. What, what, what's coming isn't it meant to be an airborne thing anyway? So I don't suppose it's going to make a lot of difference, is it? If, you, if you're sharing the same air with someone, it's not going to really matter if you take hands or not, is it? But anyway. <laughs> well, this is it. So I think, I think that's the worst case scenario, isn't it? If we're going to see games uh, play behind closed doors, you know, a lot of, a lot of matches either being cancelled or postponed. It's, it's worst case scenario. So it's... Uh, it's just one of them things what we need to do and maybe need to prepare for in some respects. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. I don't, there's nothing a lot me or you three or anyone else can really do about it, unfortunately. So we've just got to maybe prepare for something like that. It's just unfortunate that it's come to that point. Um, you know, just uh, keep stacking up on toilet roll and hide in your bathroom or something. I don't know. It's, I, I don't exactly know what the uh, toilet paper pandemic does do you really need to be sat on the toilet with all that toilet roll around you making thoughts or something i just don't know <laughs> so uh, anyway i think we've given that enough uh <laughs> yeah. attention yeah we've given that definitely enough attention there so um i mean there's talk about captains as well um someone mentioned about david louise should be captain i'm not entirely sure who that was does anyone agree with that or who would you who would you go for as your captain claude who would you go for mate if you had a choice well, at the moment, it's uh, Aubameyang. We don't know whether he's going to be there next season. Would you mean for next season? Do you mean or in... well? Yeah, I don't think they can change it now. This season, I, I think he's the registered first team uh, well, captain. Yeah, so... well, if he stays, he's probably going to keep it because I don't think yeah. uh, we'll take it off him unless he does something really silly. Um, if he does go, um, it's not. 
as I said, maybe one of the new signings who comes in, because I don't think we've really got a leader out there, really. No, even it's definitely something we've been lacking our whole long time. Even Aubameyang is not really a leader, is he? I mean, no. to be honest with you. So maybe it might have to organise another raffle like Emery used to. <laughs> uh, Five players. Uh, <laughs> and uh, then tell the players to, uh, to pick them up, to pick it between them. I don't fuck. Okay, don't get started on that. Anyway, yeah. um, Dan, have you got anything on that? <clears throat> yeah, Aubameyang uh, will stay if we get into the Champions League um, and he'll keep the captaincy. I don't think he will if we are outside of that. So, unfortunately, I think that he may he may go. I personally would just keep him and let us run his contract down because whatever money we get for him anyway is, is, is we're not going to blimmin' spend it on someone to replace him. So, we might as well have another year with him to try and see if we can get in the Champions League with him and then he might stay then that's what i'd do anyway but that's another story um yeah. if he does go i would personally if he can stay fit i would give it a hector bellerin because he's been there the longest he's a proper gooner and i think that the fans do actually appreciate um you know a, a proper a proper fan like that so gone god sorry to interrupt you down now i'm sorry man I'm sorry um I, I would cash in on bellerin i think he's got a lot of these injury problems that keeps coming up We've had this with other players where we've kept them on, kept them on, opened it in. I think now is the time. If we can get a good offer for him in the summer, I'll catch him. Because I think he's a bit... Well, maybe you're right. There we go then. So that the two I'd have would be a Birmingham and a Bellerin and they're both game. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we'll give it to Granite Shacker again. There we go. That'd be a nightmare, wouldn't it? <laughs> Richard would like it. Richard would be right. It's not, it's not beyond, it's not beyond uh, because he's a different coach in charge, so he might get it back. Oh, but, I don't. But there's a lot of people that think he's they don't want him. There's a lot of fans that don't want him in the team anyway next year. But I don't know why. I don't think he's right. he probably right. he to be honest. It's... Uh, he does divide the fan base, doesn't he, Jack? Uh, yeah. mm, not Jack. Yeah. To, to be fair, if you're to line everybody up and say who deserves it for what they've done in the game, then David Luiz is the shout. Yeah, the over the uh, ground, it, surely. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, just I think I'm with Claude. We haven't got a leader out there. We haven't got a leader out there. You know, ducks out of the way. This is what I'm saying, Claude. I don't think we got anyone, mate. I mean, sorry, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. It'd be another one of them raffles again, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Richard, do you want to come in on that one? Or for me, the, the only leader that we've got in the team is David Luiz because if, if you see him when they do the sort of huddle before the game, he's he's the vocal one. He's, he's organising everybody. He's speaking to the young players. I think he's a natural leader and obviously the career that he's had in the game as well. I think he would be... In fact, I, I mean, as much as I love Aubameyang, he's not a captain. You know, he, he's not. He's, he doesn't take the captain's role in the team, whereas I think David Luiz does. And if we're going to have a captain from the players that we've currently got. To me, it should be David Luiz. And I, I would do. I would make that change now. I wouldn't even wait. Because, you know, especially there's a bit of uncertainty over whether a bad man's even going to be in next season. And for the captain of the team, we've, we've gone through this so many times before with Fabregas, with Henri. They were captain of the team, Vieira. Kept saying they were going to leave. And I think it's unsettling. You need a captain who you know staying. And if a bad man signs a contract, then fair enough. But if he's not going to, if he's going to hold us to ransom and wait till the end of the season, I would say you're not going to be captain. We need someone who's going to be captain that's actually going to be leading this team forward. And to me, that at the moment, it'd be David Luiz, without a shadow of a doubt, he would be the first choice. And second choice, I would I would say Xhaka would be the second choice because he seems the next sort of leader in, in terms of seniority in 
the, the way the players look up to. I mean, he's, he's popular. Do you not most- think Jacka ruined that, though? You know, having a lot of fans, yeah. even myself, I would feel that the way well, he, he acted did. that time, you know, with yeah. the fans and everything. Yeah. But I just That's think that. he's ruined that. He's tainted that one, hasn't he, really? Yeah, he has a little bit, yeah. But I think you've got to look at it as well. I mean, it's the captain of the team isn't really what the fans want. It's it's who's going to be the leader of the players on the pitch, who's going to do the manager's role on the pitch while the game's going on. And if Jack is going to do that, he should be captain. I personally would put David Luiz in first because I think he's the, the best person that we've got to do it. But, I mean, obviously, Emery had, had faith in, in Xhaka to do it. His national manager's got faith in him to do it. Um, he must have some sort of leadership qualities that maybe aren't apparent to everybody else outside. Um, but, you know, yeah, I agree. Maybe he's tainted that. And it, I think it'd be difficult for him to be captain now. Um, but, yeah, so I, I would say David Luiz should be captain as from tomorrow night. Yeah, with the Bamiang as well. I mean, talking about his contract, I'm not sure if he's got the right attitude anyway because he came out and said, uh, "What is it? I want to. I do want to stay because it's not about winning trophies. I don't want a player that's got that sort of attitude anyway." To be honest (laughs) with you, no, but I I think he was trying to. It's a good point, actually. Yeah, it's definitely a good point. He was trying to say when the goals he scored. Trophies, does he? I think that's what he was meaning. No, but what he said, it's not about winning. He said, it's, I'm not that bothered about winning trophies. I want someone that wants to win trophies. That sort of attitude is not good. That means he's coming here, doesn't care whether we, we win or lose. We had that with Bellerin saying that. That's the sort of attitude that I don't want in this club. It's a wrong mental attitude. If we want to go, if we want to go to that level, next level, we've got to have a better attitude than that. I'm sorry. Hmm. I don't think Aubameyang has actually come out and said that he's unhappy, though, is he? Because I heard him say about this, like, oh, I don't care about trophies. He said so, it's, 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 not all, it's not about winning trophies, yeah? Right, yeah. So that means, to me, I want a player wanting to win trophies. Because I'm not being funny. That, that that means you're motivated to win trophies. That means that's your motivation. Not, Do you not reckon, reckon that could have been maybe taken out of context, Claude? Yeah, you know, but that's going to be so... I was as long as I get twenty odd goals and we were, and uh, don't matter if the team finished six or seven. That's bullshit to me. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. You've got to want to win. You've got to want to win. I mean, but, to be fair, he, he looked he looked really upset, didn't he? The, the Olympia Arcos game when we lost, he was quite emotional when he scored the goal, wasn't he? And then at the end, he looked. I, I know he, he missed that chance, but it, that seemed to really affect him. I think he, he does want to win trophies. He wanted to win maybe, the Europa League. Maybe, yeah, maybe no, but maybe that was because he thinks he's responsible for them going out. That's why. Yeah, he, well, in, in all fairness, on that, I don't think it was just him who was responsible. I think there's a whole team that was. No, responsible. no, no. I'm, I don't, of course, he's not responsible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get that. Yeah. So he showed a bit of emotion. We've got. We've got to give him those two a minute of madness was responsible for them getting back, uh, getting that goal when you put it out for uh, instead of putting it in up the pitch. I don't know what he was doing there. But no, uh, I just feel that that attitude, I don't like that attitude. I heard Bellerin say that, uh, I remember Bellerin saying that oh, um, Alexis wanted to win too much. They should want to win too much. I don't understand this mentality. And until we get that mentality, right, that's probably one of the reasons we're, we're, we're in this position. But, yeah, yeah. There's, I think there's a few. Yeah, that definitely. is a culture. That is true. Culture is an issue. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, we, I think with the the, uh, the change of culture is definitely needed. And I think at the minute, I think Arteta's, well, in all fairness, we've got to give him that chance to let us lead us into that new culture. Oh, no, no. It's time. You've got to give him time, yeah. But yeah. I think 
And that, that's why a lot of people now going on at him. There's a few people going, but I'm going to give him to it's best to give him to the summer, clear out the players that he feels that are not good enough, see what he brings in, and what he's got to do as well. What he's got to happen to Perrin, he's got to play, he's got to get the players he wants, not who who Ryle wants with his agent. Yep. Agreed. Who Ryle wants to fix so he can get more money in his fee. Uh, he's got to get the players that he wants. Yeah, the players that he wants. And if he doesn't get the players he wants, right, then he's got to say something about it because he can't go in the next season and go with players he don't want and then people will be on his back. It's not, it isn't fair on him. So I think that's the only issue that we've got with head coaches these days. I know it's the new culture with a lot of teams yeah. now with head coaches is, is the fact that they're not really choosing the players that they want or they have to settle for a player similar to the player who they want. Yeah, um, well, necessarily that player. But I, I think that's that's a hindrance for the head coach. I think that. Yeah. Uh, and there's not a lot of, unfortunately, there's not a lot we uh, he can do about it, I'm afraid. It's just the, reason, not... the reason we're in this mess, though, Scanny, isn't it? Because of recruitment well, the last five yeah. years. Look at what we've bought. Well, yeah. yeah. This is what I'm going on about, Dan. People, uh, you've got people going on about Stan. This Stan's not investing. We've put more money. If you uh, if you look at uh, net spend, we've spent more money than Liverpool and Leicester. And look where they are. See, so yep. this is what gets me. It's the recruitment. It's the yep. it's the players we bought with that money. Nothing to do with reinvestment. Yep. I totally agree, mate. And you know, I said it to you before, Scunny, didn't I, about the fact yeah. that we bought Mustafi yeah, and Chaka. Judges goes on about him. Stand, stand, stand. <laughs> you know, I don't know what he sees with them glasses, but I mean... I, don't know <laughs> I think that's another... I think that's the other thing as well, is it? Who do we blame? You know yeah. what I mean? I say who do we blame, but who does? Who do the questions need to be answered by? Is it Stan or the... Or Josh Cronkey, or is it Raul and Viennai who, who were more active at the club rather than... Well, of course it's uh, them, Stan. That's the problem. They're not football men, are they? And you notice they don't want O'Leary or anyone else on the board. They don't want football men. You look at all the board, uh, lovely guy. Lekem is a lovely guy, but he's 85 years old. You've got that Cheswick, uh, what's it, Chip Keswick, he's more interested in yeah. this week. You know what I'm saying? And you've got all, all this. They're not football people. We need football people on the board. And uh, you've got Raul, who's come from Barcelona. Why do you think he's come from Barcelona? Why is he not at Barcelona? And he's at our place. No, you've got to look at things. These are all things you've got to look at. We had that, that Gazidis, he went to Milan, and look what's happening in Milan. It won't be long before there's a horse in his, uh, a horse's head in his face. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Well, they've got to get past their toilet paper crisis, to be fair, first, before the horses start going in there. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, well, well, we all know how Gazidis, I think everybody knows how everybody, every Arsenal fan feels about Gazidis. Uh, I don't think anybody has got no love at this club at all with fans or anyone else. So, there is that. But um, speaking about uh, going in for the money side of it, and obviously with uh, Man City having that uh, ban, whether it gets uh, held up or not from the Champions League, uh, so fifth. Fifth, play, uh, fifth spot could be quite crucial this season. Do you reckon if we actually made oh, it to the fifth spot, do you think it would be a hindrance or would it help uh, us in going forward? Uh, I don't Dan, think it's going to... God, I hate being pessimistic on here. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you love it if think, you know you do. I don't think, it, I don't think it's going to matter this fourth. Or, I personally think it'll be top four. I don't. I think City will get away with it because they always do. I'm just saying, in, hand, I'm just saying in hindsight, you know. Yeah, yeah, if, no. And, if and if it's out there. If it's up there for grabs, then we can get it. 
right? Um, Mathematically. But I don't think we will. I think that we can get four. Because... Well, exactly, yes. Yeah, so that's what I'm um, saying. So we can get fourth or fifth. I don't think the performances I'm seeing at the moment, unless we really improve over the next coming weeks, I don't think it's it's doable. And the reason I say that is because I think we've got five winnable games and I think we've got five games that I really can't see us getting much from. And the five I can't see us getting much from is tomorrow night, but you boys have said you fancy us, so good. I hope you're right and I'm wrong. Liverpool at home, which is going to be a tough game, as we know. Well, let's hope they've won the league by then and they don't care about it. Yeah, I think uh, I'll be at yeah. that game. So I, hope it's, uh, uh, yeah. I, I hope they've gone on all day by the time I get there. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, I'm, Leicester... I'm, just saying, I'm just saying in hindsight, mate. So if, if, if fifth place was achievable, well, say we got to fifth place, Man City got their ban, or even if we got to fourth place and they didn't. I'm just saying mm-hmm. it is the Champions League. If we do get it and if we do get the Champions League, would it be a hindrance with, that, with the current state of the club or would it actually help us, do you think? So I think it would, I think it would help us financially. Going on. Let's just go. Yeah, let's go financially. And let's I think it would together. financially help us hundred percent. Sorry, I thought you were asking if I if we, no, if we no, get no. it. No, 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 you're fine. I think it would help us financially. I think it definitely would. We've got a Champions League wage budget and we're in a Europa League team, aren't we? So I don't even think this team deserves to be in Europe, in my opinion. I don't think they're good enough for it, you know. But we are. We have got a wage budget, which is Champions League. So for me, mate, yeah, definitely. I think it's a must. You know, I wanted to win the Europa League to get us back in there. So if we can't win that now, which we can't, it's got to be all about getting top four. Um, because I think then we can afford to attract players, can't we? You know, again, because at the moment, what we What's our transfer budget going to be again? Forty or thirty million, probably again. You know, it's, it's unless we get into the Champions. Ten years on it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if we can get back into the Champions League, one hundred percent. I'm not confident we will, as I've just touched on, but we need to. That's that's what we're we're desperate to get in it. And if we don't, Scunny, if we don't get fourth, I've said it on here before, and it was really unpopular. I don't want to be in Europe, Europa League next year. I want to game one a week. Let's go back to basics, one game a week. People are saying, well, we'll be run under. We'll be like Leeds or Portsmouth. No, we won't. We're Arsenal. We're not Leeds. We're not Portsmouth. We've been run yeah. really stingily well. <laughs> we ain't a club that's bashing the cash. We got a lot of bloody money that we're uh, not spending. Leeds, Leeds are spending you know? twenty grand on fish. So, and that was there just we one go. Fish. And that was back. So we in, won't go under. Let's just get that right. We won't go under like people are telling me. So it will be 100%. One game a week. Look at Leicester. Liverpool, when Gerrard slipped over, they weren't in Europe that year. They should have won the league. Then they weren't in Europe for Chelsea. Chelsea weren't in Europe. They got Conte and won the league. Mm, yeah, one game a week, mate. One game a week. With this, this side is not good enough to play two or three times a week. I'm sorry. There's people telling me that Chaka and Mustafi are the new Perlo and Cannavaro underneath Arteta. It's absolute madness. I, I heard These someone players are not good Maldini, so I'm, oh, I'm not, I'm not accepting that from Mustafi. Unreal, not it's unreal. That. If someone says to my face, I said, I'm going to compare him with Maldini, I will backhand you. <laughs> <laughs> no chance Mustafi is anything like Maldini. Richard, do you want to come in on that one? I mean, I, I disagree with, with Pox in the sense that I think being in Europe is important for the club, even if it's Europa League. And, you know, and if our series, if we want to take that next season, if we're in the Europa League, is up to, you know, to play the young kids in it, maybe. Um, but we need to be in it. Um, I'd certainly rather be in it than not in it. And also, as well, you've got to remember the FA Cup is a Europa League place. And yeah. I'd quite like to win that as well this season. You know, we've got a half-decent chance at it now. Um, so this is the thing, Rich. I'm not saying I'm not saying that I don't want us to win the FA Cup because a lot of people have said that. You know, if we, we I want, of course I do. I want us to win a trophy, yeah, yeah. but I would I don't want us to be in in your in this Europa League thing. And you've made bring up an even better point there in the fact that if we are going to be in it, then you play the kids. That's fine. I'll be happy with that. That's fine. But I think our, our first team need to be rested to look at the league because I think we've got more chance of getting top four if we're playing one game a week than two or three. 
But I mean, you, you think obviously when um, the season that was in the Europa League, um, when Wenger was still there, he did play a lot of the kids in the group stages, and we got through. And yeah. then on knockout stages, he picked a stronger team. And to me, that's fine. And if we're going to do it like that, I mean, it's another trophy. And let, let's be honest, next season, if we're in the, the Europa League, we'll have a decent chance of winning it. If we're in the Champions League, we've got no chance of winning it. Um, and I'd rather win a trophy or at least be in with a chance of winning a trophy. So I'd actually be quite happy to be in the Europa League. But going well, back to well, what well, in all fairness, a lot of people fancy their chances for the Europa this season and look what happened. Yeah, yeah we did. And I think that, that was a one-off game. That I think, you know, yeah. that was a one-off game, really. But, I mean, you know, looking at whether we can do it or not, I think... Definitely fifth. I can see us definitely finishing fifth with the running that we've got. I think we're playing teams at the right time. I think Liverpool, by the time we play them, they, they've won the league. So I don't think that will be as difficult a game as it would have been maybe two months ago. So I think we've got a good chance there. If, we, if we're actually still fighting for, for the top four, top five, and the end of the season, I mean, you look at some of the fixtures that we've got, you know, I think that they've actually fallen, seem to have fallen quite well for us. So I think we've got a decent chance at getting top four, top five. That's fair enough, Claude. Do you want to? We've got to win eight games out of ten for me. Uh, I'll tell you another I one. Seven. I said seven. Uh, another difficult one is that Brighton game. I think that Brighton game could be more tricky than the Man City. Uh, yeah, you've been looking at my uh, thing. Uh, you've been looking at my list, mate. I was going to come into that at some point for Brighton. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that's a really tricky game. Brighton, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's always has been a tricky game away, hasn't it? Uh, Brighton, uh, Brighton away has definitely been a, it has been one of them games that we've not no, really. No, we go beat Man City and then go and lose on Saturday to Brighton. That's Arsenal yeah, all over. That is Arsenal yeah. over. Yeah, um, that's what uh, I, I, you say. Seven, seven's enough. I don't, I'm not sure Chelsea. Uh, I'm looking at their running. They'd have to drop eight points to us. So you're saying seven wins is good enough? I'm not sure. That means, yeah. Well, I also, uh, I also said Claude that we need to draw a couple of the ones that um, the other, of oh, the yeah. other. So we'd have to take, we'd have to pick up a point against Leicester, let's say at home, and maybe a point against Spurs, something like that. That's what I said. Twenty-three points. That means that they don't have to get sixteen from the last ten to overhaul us, which is. That's what I, mean. uh, That's what I don't think it's well, enough, even, mate. Even even seven, I don't think is enough, mate. I. I, I because I'm agreeing with you. That's what I said. I still don't think it's enough, mate. I don't. I don't think we get it, and it's a shame, you know, because I want to see us get up there. I don't want to sound pessimistic, sound like I don't want us to do it. Of course I do, but um, I just don't think it will. I Come on, boy, keep the faith. That, that, that fifth, I don't think it's going to come into play because I, I with UEFA, they want Man City in that competition next year. Well, money talks at the end of the day. Money, money talks, and you watch that. No, I tell you yeah. what happened. Tell you what will happen, Dan. They'll they'll probably get it suspended. It's suspended bad. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they'll get, they'll get a three hundred thousand pound fine. And, which uh, means, which means all this, all this, uh, what you call it, FP, uh, rule, uh, financial fair play. It's all it's all, all bollocks. Bull, it's all bullshit. Everyone, whoever's played to the rules have been done. Done. Well, there we go. There we go. Right, guys. One last thing we need to talk about uh, before we leave because uh, I know we're coming up to that time now. Eric Dyer for jumping in the crowd. Uh, it's going to get talked about. Dan, what uh, punishment do you think he should get? Apart from it's a black tough. eye. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one, this one, isn't it? Because a lot you're of people old. are saying... <laughs> a lot of people are saying he should be banned from football and all this sort of thing. And because he's a, he's obviously playing for the unwashed up the road, uh, I think that everybody is going to say that he should be banned for life. But if you think about it in putting yourself in his shoes, 
the rumours are that his brother was getting abused, yeah, his younger brother. So for that split second, you're a human being and you lose your head and you protect your own. And that's exactly what he's done. So I can't sit there and start slating him when I'd probably be doing the same thing and most of the mates I know would probably be doing the same as well. You've just had a game of football that you're not very happy with and then someone's now abusing your brother. So I think they will throw the book in. It's not anyone abusing their own brother. It was his own fans. Exactly. It It makes it worse, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes it a lot worse. Do you know what gets me about this, right? This whole thing. You're a Tottenham fan, yeah, sitting there, and you're filming it, and you're getting your guy in trouble. Why <laughs> crazy? That's how, how clever they are. Stupid are these fans, man. Your own fans doing that, filming it, so you can get your own club in trouble because you want to, you want to get a few retweets on fucking Twitter. I well, congratulations, <laughs> fucking congratulations. You got your retweets. They're not football fans, mate. They're not football fans. None of them. None of them are football fans. He deserves a nile for what he done. Human reaction. That's my my brother or my mother and what happened with Eric Cannon. I would have two-footed that one as well in the crowd. <laughs> I'm not being funny. No, 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 no. Listen, anyone insults my, anyone of my family or is attacking anyone of my family, my instinct is to go and help them. All this about professional football. Oh, he's a professional footballer. Yeah, yeah. That's your human reaction. You don't think that when that, that minute... You don't think, oh, well, I'm a professional footballer. I can't do that, can I? No, bullshit. No, I'm sorry. I'm not having it, mate. He, he, he deserves an eye hook. Yeah, but you've you've also got to think as well. Obviously, like Dave said, there it's uh, it, you know he, he's saying a three game ban just just because you can't do something like that. And uh, Dave Horrell here, if a normal person did it on the street, they still get nicked and banned from the grounds, community services, possibly sacked. Uh, should it be the same for Dyer? Um, I don't think he, he won't get sacked. I, I know that one. He's, he's not going to get sacked on there. But but I do agree with him in some sort of in some sort of respect. Maybe maybe a three game ban or something. I think you know uh, we have to. I know I know what you're saying, Claude. I agree with you. If it was my, if it was my brother or family member, streets and that's one of my family. So I'm gonna. I, I can't go and protect them. Bullshit. Bullshit. You'd still get arrested though if you did, wouldn't you? That's the point. I mean, no one's saying this is the thing. You are going to get arrested for something like that. No one's saying this. So I don't protect someone, so I should get arrested in the streets, you know? That's the world, is it? Yeah. In all fairness, Claude, Claude, yeah, I know, I know, I know, you're blowing your top here on this one, but I agree with you. It would be exactly the same, and I think anybody in the right mind would do exactly the same if it was on their family members. But you know, reality has to set in somewhere along the line on this, and obviously, um, I do think he, yeah, I think he probably should get maybe a three-game ban or something. You know, I mean, remember, I mean, Eric Cantona was he not banned for nine months? What he did, and I know it's slightly different, but. What Eric Dyer did, he actually jumped in the stands. I, mean, I don't think you can have a player going into the stands or any, any circumstances. I mean, fans aren't allowed to go on the pitch in any circumstances. So he certainly shouldn't be allowed. To, that could have caused major problems in, in, in the ground that night, you know, a, a player doing that. And he needs to, you know, he is a professional footballer and they maybe live by different rules to everybody else, but he can't be doing that. And if Eric Cantona got banned for nine months, he should get at least that as a, as a ban, if not longer, really. I don't think, I don't think a fo- professional footballer should be jumping in the stands. Do you think Obviously. Richard as well? Because uh, and Scanny, I'll ask you this because I, I do think it's bizarre the actual bans that players get. Because I look at somebody like Daniel Sturridge, who's got this horrendous ban for betting and scandal, and then I look at the Leeds keeper, who's got like a few games for being racist. 
I, I, I don't understand how that's any. How does that make any sense? You got no, someone who's betting, and then you got someone who's got he's got a horrendous band so that no one can do it again. I think oh, I won't do that. I won't go and have a bet on against the team. I won't do that again. But it's all right to call someone a monkey, whatever it was he called him, and, and been racist to him. He just gets cut the games ban and a fine. I, I, I don't understand these bands. People saying that Eric Dyer, who ran into the crowd, shouldn't even get banned at all. I mean, it's not. You know, I don't know. I, I just think. I just think Eric Dyer. What Eric Dyer did was was stupid, and whatever reasons he, it he did stupid. it for, yeah. whatever yeah. reason he had to do it is is fair enough. That's up to him. But a, a professional footballer cannot be jumping in the crowd to confront fans. Otherwise, they'd be doing it every week. Because let's face it, I mean, exactly no, you're right. done you're that. Right. Yeah, you, you are right. And and the key key word in that is professional, uh, whether it's footballer or any oh, other no. anything else. It's you know you, you can't. The key word, the ones that should be punished, is the ones that started the trouble in the first place. Well, in all fairness, yeah, I agree. They should they should get a ban from the stadium. The so-called fans who fighting amongst fighting their own fans, by the way, fighting their own fans because oh, this poor this player didn't do any didn't do any good today. They're the ones that need to be punished and looked at. I, don't, I mean, not, not uh, anyone else. Not and anyone else. Probably will. That person and probably will, mate. And, he probably and will. the guy and the guy that filmed it should not be allowed in the football ground. It should be on a total ban from the football ground. Well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, though. Here, here we go. Here's my look, right? Let's ban all cameras from football grounds. Here we go. Let's ban them. Well. In all of course, you wouldn't be able to do it. You wouldn't be able to do an AFTV, mate. How are we going to do an AFTV, though, will you? I do mine after the game. I do mine after the game. That's different. Not during the game. During the game, you're supposed to be behind supporting the team, not taking filming filming this. Oh, look at the game. Look at my celebration. Look at my celebration when we score. It's bullshit. You should be enjoying the football match, enjoying the game, yeah, and then making your opinions after the game. That's that's separate. But while you're while you're in the ground, you should be getting behind your team. So I'm I'm calling for all cameras to be banned inside the ground. Anyone taking anyone taking any filming thrown out the ground. Here we go. And I think I'll tell you what, I've got to police Let's get atmosphere back into the ground. I'll tell you what, though, Eric Dyer won't go and get that ball back that Lamella put over the bar, will he, ever again? <laughs> That's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that was Red a hell of a penalty, that wasn't it? It's your head. That's Eric Lamella. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, I think we've done enough on that one. I don't think we can go too much far into that, uh, to be fair. So I'm going to let Dan get his uh, little plug in here because I know he's itching for it. And uh, I think someone's asking for it. Uh, oh, blimey. Then it's, say, I'll let you get in. That's all right. Yeah, if you boys do fancy coming and seeing the Pots preview at half past eight this evening, then come over to the same old Arsenal. It'll be myself, Trev, uh, Max from Ars Bros and uh, Ray from Man City Fan TV. So if you do oh, fancy coming and having a, uh, a watch of that, then do come over and watch on the Pots preview and subscribe to same old Arsenal. Cheers for that, Scunny. Yeah. No other problem, mate. No other problem. And, uh, Ray from Man City. That's a good lineup. Very nice guy. Very nice guy. And he is, yeah. I, I was on Pots preview with uh, him from, uh, uh, on the last time we played City. And he's very, preview. very, very good. What time's that, Dan? What time is that on? I'll have to oh, in half hour, Pots mate. Yeah. Half hour. Pots uh, preview on same old Arsenal might, on YouTube, mate. I might put a comment here now and again on there. <laughs> All right, Claude. I'll keep up with you, mate. 
Right, well, I'd like to thank everyone who's joined in the chat. You four, you three guys, thanks very much for joining me on my first ever hosting the Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Well uh, done, Scotty. You, you did good, mate. I'm going to leave it to Dan. Go on, Dan. Get okay. us out of here. <laughs> Up thank, you very much for me on. thank you very much for inviting me on. Sorry if I've been a pain, but not a problem. No, not we love your passion. It's been a pleasure to be you all. <laughs> I've not met any of you. I've met you, Mike, haven't I? Uh, well, yes, we have met. Uh, we met uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I've, I've not met Richard, and uh, first time I've spoken to Richard, and it's been a pleasure. Same, same with you, mate. Definitely. We'll have to meet up at Sheffield United. Are you I, I don't know if I'm doing that. I'm, I'm doing Man City and Brighton, but I think my fun, they've really messed this up playing free, like putting that Man City game tonight. <laughs> On uh, in a week's notice, so but now I've got fit for it. I might, I might, be, I might do the ship. I'm doing definitely Man City tomorrow and uh, Brighton on Brighton. Uh, on. Uh, right, I'm looking we'll at this one. We've all got our plugs in. We've got Claude with his AFTV. <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks very much, guys, and up the arse. Up the arse. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.